Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Your DIY Health here on the People's Patriot Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It's Thursday, August 20th, 2020, 8 2020. <laughs> Gotta love that. Anyway, this program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, are wrapped around the axles of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. Now, I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health. And when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing it's missing is the raw materials. And when you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. And you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. And all the product lines we talk about are there. The Longevity Nutritional Supplements, the CTFO CBD Oils, the Stem Enhance Ultra by Cerule, the uh, X39 Patch by LifeWave, the Pulsed Electromagnetic Therapy Unit that you can find under the Circulation section of the Trinity of Health tab, and last but not least, the coffee I drink, Gano Excel Classic. And it's all there for, uh, all the information is there free of charge for your education and entertainment purposes. And uh, the products are there to help improve your life. And all the products have money back guarantees with them. So you can try things. If you don't like something, you can get, your re get a refund. And uh, again, all the information is free. The product purchases should uh, support the show. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the information will support your uh, everything else. <laughs> so anyway, we encourage you to check things out. If you have any questions on any of those things, uh, just click the contact me button. Send me an email or call and leave a message. We'll get back with you as quickly as possible, usually within a few hours, and uh, help you get on the right track and get everything going. So we encourage you to take advantage of the site, spend some time looking around, have fun, and all that good stuff. And while you're at it, uh, click on the Radio Shows tab, and you'll see at the top of the page our archive page, set up through castbox.fm. Sorry about that. It's been a long morning already. And uh, if you scroll down a little further, you'll see the show information about where the shows are that we do, how you listen, and all that kind of thing. And then at the bottom of the page is a link to our Facebook page set up for the show and the chat room. We encourage you to use the chat room. It's there for your inter it's all there for you to use. It doesn't cost anything. So take advantage of it. Um, keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the People's Patriot Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say on this show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use this show to, as a jumping-off point to do your own due diligence and your own research, so that you can make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. Now, keep in mind that nothing we say on this show should be... Cons I already said that, didn't I? <laughs> Brain freeze. Anyway, uh, the number to call into the show is 
614-426-8787. One last time, 614-426-8787. If you're on Skype, you can send a contact request to Sarge45ACP. That's S-A-R-G-E, the numbers 45 and the letters A-C-P as in Paul. Mention you're a listener and we'll get you approved. And you can, at that point, you can call in anytime via uh, Skype and excellent quality, audio quality. <laughs> so it is Thursday, which means Mike Gaddy is our usual guest and he should be waiting. I'm going to try and reach out to him right now, see if we can't get him on the line. And here we go. Hey, hey Mike, how's it going today? Pretty good, buddy. How about yourself? I am just cruising along, having fun, uh, all that good stuff. Again, I want to apologize for uh, brain freezing and missing the show on Sunday. I <laughs> I don't know what happened. It's just Sunday nights are not good for me. I have a hard time with things. And uh, Robert's <laughs> trying to call in, and he just dropped off. So hopefully he'll call back. But... Um, yeah, anyway, oh, I apologize for that. Hopefully next time I'll have, I'm going to set some other reminders and uh, be able to be on and we can have some fun. Ah, there we should have Robert on board too, I think. <laughs> one part says he missed it and the other one says he's there. Robert, you there? Jim, you got me? Yeah, I got you. Okay, sorry about that. That sounds like the man. Yep. Yeah, Hello. Robert. Good morning. Hey, Robert. Hey, uh, Jim, real quick before we do a deep dive, uh, I'm, I'm two for three. Uh, Tuesday night, I went into Target, unmolested, untouched. People didn't even look at me hardly, so without a mask. Uh-huh. And then last night, the Lowe's, uh, unmolested, untouched, without a mask, no issue, although I had my card with it just in case. Nobody gave a damn. <laughs> this morning, I, I went to my favorite restaurant, and she stopped me dead in my track and said, no, no mask, you're not getting in. I couldn't even show the damn card. She would not look at it. <laughs> so is that pretty end of the equation there's not much i can do is there yeah really that's you know at that point you know those things aren't a get out of jail free card or anything like that it's just something to let people with common sense realize that you've got a medical condition or whatever the case might be that you're you know the face mask wearing and it presents a risk of harm to you you know if they're if they remain steadfast you're kind of stuck the only thing you can do is file a complaint with the ada and i at this day and age i don't even know if that'll do any good because i'm hearing that they're not entertaining uh complaints at this point on the face mask stuff just because they're you know part of the government and they're not going to go against whatever you know if they were to come out and actually uh you know go after these these companies that would be sending a, a mixed message so you know basically it's one of those things okay if you won't let me in i'll make sure that i never come back and i'm going to tell everybody else i know the same thing uh, you know, I, the one thing I would say is, look, you know, I don't know if you're aware or not, but federal law prohibits you from blocking me access. And if they mm-hmm. still say no, then, well, go somewhere else. You know, it's going to uh, happen. And as time yep. goes on, it's probably going to get worse. Um, I, I don't see any of this lightening up anytime soon. And uh, no. the Nazis are going to be Nazis. That's all they are. You know, they're mask debaters. <laughs> is the way I put it. You know, the mask debaters. They want to debate whether or not you should have a mask on or not. You know, so, well, yeah, I'll just go somewhere else and my money will, you know, go there instead of here. And, you know, you do that enough, you're going to you're gonna work yourself out of a business, out of a job. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, I, I had uh, two people in Costco last week give me grief, which is the first time it's ever been an issue. 
and I just blew them uh-huh. off. I just went on, did my thing. I was the only place person in the whole place that didn't have one. And, uh, you know, but, uh, it is what it is. You know, they could just as easily call the police, but I know with Costco, you know, big companies, they have legal, uh, arms that go over all their policies before they make them official. And the legal people are going to say, Hey, you've got to comply with federal law. Now, small businesses like a small restaurant or something, they have to comply, but they don't have the lawyers telling them probably. And there's the difference. Uh, so now if I go into Costco, I'm going to have their, you know, their actual policy from their website on my phone. So if they give me grief, I say, look, here's your policy. And it says right here that I'm exempt. So get off my back, you know, but, um, you might do the same thing. If that's a chain restaurant, you know, you could probably do the same thing there. Um, uh, you know, but if it's a local individual, you're probably stuck. I think I'm sorry. And the hell of it is, they make great steak and eggs, so I will definitely miss that. <laughs> yeah, that does suck, doesn't it? <laughs> well, the other thing is, you could ask them, okay, well, according to this, if you're not going to let me in, federal law requires that you make a uh, equal and um, some sort of uh, compensation for me. Are you going to make take my order and uh, bring it out front for me or something? Or you know, Because they're supposed to do that. Uh, if they're not going to let you in, they're they're supposed to have some sort of a uh, alternative for you, and it can't be at extra cost. It's got to be no co- no extra charge, and it has to be reasonable and uh, a reasonable facsimile of the service you were going to get if you were allowed in. So you know that's another thing that you could ask them about. But you know a lot of people just want to be buttheads, you know, and buttheads are going to be buttheads. That's all there are. You know, if she's wearing a mask. Chances are she doesn't have. Uh, she's oxygen deprived to start with. Can't think straight, and won't think straight. So you know it is what it is. You know, no guarantees. And I always say, use at your own risk, and it's not a guarantee. You know, anything magic. It's just something to put people on notice so that you don't have to spend time arguing with them. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, this time it probably worked. Probably yeah. won't. I just may have to just suck it up and go elsewhere. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, acquiesced. I'm not wearing a mask. That, that's that's not on the table for me. So exactly. I know exactly what you mean and how you feel. I won't either. And so far, you know, it hasn't been a problem. I go most places, and you know, I went into a dollar store the other day. And I was kind of wondering. I haven't been in there since this thing started. And they had, you know, you're not allowed in without a mask. Walked right through the door without one. Nobody said boo. And again, the only person in the place without one. And uh, so far, you know, I haven't run any of my grocery store. Still doesn't give me any grief. Um, Costco's the closest I've come. And even those people, they just, you know, when I stood my ground, they backed off. But, uh, yeah, the smaller places that are mom and pop type things, you know, you're kind of at their mercy, unfortunately. So I have a different viewpoint, guys. Go right ahead. What's your viewpoint? I I believe that if that, like you said, Robert, I believe if that is a mom and pop location, that they have the right to refuse service to anyone for any reason because that property belongs to them. I'm never going to get into the point to where I think that the federal government or the state government ought to force them to serve someone they don't want to. Okay, that's a very good point. That's very yeah, good I agree with you there. The only um, <clears throat> the only caveat I would have is most of those places are not just mom and pop, but they've incorporated. Uh, 
And I think when you incorporate, right. you become a uh, entity of the state, and have, and therefore have to comply with the state's mandates. Um, so that's the only thing, and and they may not be. You know, it's hard to say. Um, but that's the one thing that always, you know, it's it's really it shoots people in the foot when they incorporate because they they give up that uh, that true autonomy. Uh, at least I believe they do. But uh, you know. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with them. If they're going to be that way, I'll just go somewhere else that will respect, you know, what I want to do. And if no. they, they'd rather lose the money over a, a face diaper that doesn't do any good in the first place, that's up to them. Yeah. So, anyway, um, we've been, uh, Mike, you and I have been going back and forth with uh, little messages and things on, uh, you know, kind of kicking in where we were last week with the Kamala Harris uh natural born citizen thing and that's something that unfortunately the only time i've heard it mentioned on tv at all so far has been in a press conference where a um, i think it was monday where one of the reporters you know asked trump about it and he said well i'm not sure i'll have to look into it that kind of thing and haven't heard a thing since but this is something that if we don't nip this in the bud you know we're setting a really bad precedent you know we had um Probably two guys on the Republican side the last time around uh, with uh, Mario, uh, Mar- Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz, who I don't believe uh, were qualified to run as natural born citizens. And now we've got, you know, we had uh, Obama before that, and now we have Kamala Harris. And we need to have some kind of thing where somebody is looking at this stuff and raising a big stink and saying, look, you're not qualified. You can't run. You know, simple as that. And, uh, of course, well, uh, for sky. that reason, for that reason, Jim, I think the Republican Party has no ground to stand on. They had every opportunity in the world in 2016 to come out straightforward as a party and say, "Look, uh, Senator Cruz, uh, Rubio, we love you guys. You're great, but you are ineligible to run for president." of the United States, and therefore our party will not support your not, your uh, campaign or anything else. Uh, the Republican Party had a great chance to stand on principle and to stand on uh, what is true law, and they refused to do it. Yeah. So I, I lost a lot, of, a lot of respect in 2016 because a lot of these people, Republicans who had been running around for eight years bitching and complaining about Obama, just shut up. Yeah, exactly. And that's why when, when all this started, you know, I had friends that were, they were big, big on the Ted Cruz thing and started out as, you know, never Trumpers. And now they're, you know, pro-Trump. But, you know, I was saying back then, I said, wait a minute, we just dealt with this for eight years with Obama. And now we've got two Republicans that are not qualified and there, nobody's saying anything about that. You know, if we're going to call a spade a spade, let's do it regardless whether they're an R spade or a D spade, you know, and unfortunately... Oh, you're crazy. They're they're qualified. Uh-uh. <laughs> and that's the problem. Most well, people guys, think if you were born in this country, you're automatically natural born, and that's not the case. And uh, But anyway, go ahead, Mike. Well, not on the natural born citizen post, guys, but uh, we can go back to 1992, and Bill Clinton was ineligible to run for president. Really? What was the deal there? convicted felon. well i think it, i think i think it comes under u.s law and let me see if i have that uh correctly 18 u.s code 
2383, Rebellion or Insurrection. Whoever incites, sets on foot, assists, or engages in any rebellion or insurrection against the authority of the United States for the laws thereof or gives aid and comfort thereto shall be fined under this title or or imprisoned not more than 10 years or both and shall be incapable of holding any office under the United States. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> okay, so then where where do we go with that? Uh, you know, let's go to uh, very possibly uh, Mr. Clinton's own word own words. And uh, you know, that might be uh, informative. Let me see if I can locate that. Uh, he said, and of course, to define rebellion, people think you have to shoot somebody to be in rebellion. But uh, rebellion is defined also as the action or process of resisting authority, control, or convention. And in a letter to the, uh, to the commander of the ROTC unit at the University of Arkansas, Bill Clinton wrote a letter and admitted that he had led protests against the Vietnam War in Europe and in England that precluded him he should have been charged at that time under the federal uh, statute that I just read and he was by that statute ineligible to run for president mm-hmm. yeah I, I would tend to agree and as usual yeah. well the, he slipped the thing the that was unusual about the thing that was unusual about that, guys, is there were three separate lawsuits, federal lawsuits, brought against uh, for that purpose to, to after he was elected. Three separate lawsuits, federal lawsuits, were filed, and the federal courts refused to hear them. As long as that continues to happen, we laws mean nothing. If the courts will not deal with an obvious violation of the law, we have no law. Exactly. Mm. Wow. Oh, well, there you go. We could have done without eight years of him <laughs> and his wife. Oh, man. Well, I mean, you know, stop and look at it. If we, there's 16 years that we know of, of destruction to this, what, this republic destruction of this republic from two men who were both ineligible to be in office. And we can say that without the springboard of Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton would not have been a viable candidate for anything. Yeah. Especially wow. the fact that the, the, the trail of dead bodies behind those two between, you know, before Hillary should have been able to even think about running, they should have had some major investigation into all that stuff. And that would have probably uh, not only got her out of the running, but maybe got her into prison. You know, hopefully that'll still Guys, happen. If they, were, if they, I lived uh, for three years, about 24 miles from Mena, Arizona, Mena, Arkansas. And let me tell you firsthand, after talking with people who had lived there for the almost the entirety of their lives, if the Mena, Arkansas had been fully and totally investigated, there would not have been a George Bush uh, uh, presidency, nor a Bill Clinton presidency, I promise you. Yeah, probably not. Who was about to do that and live to tell about it? (laughs) 
And there'd probably well, be a couple of you know, kids guys, still alive, too. I don't, know, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of it or not, but there was a lady who wrote a book called uh, Boys on the Tracks. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if, if you get into that book and read that book, and you will find out just exactly how, as governor, Bill Clinton ran Arkansas. And this was during the, and of course, the deaths of the two uh, young men just south of Little Rock was directly uh, connected to the MENA drug operation because drugs were being flown out of the MENA airport in small aircraft. I'm not talking about the big loads coming from Columbia and what have you, but drugs were being flown out of the MENA airport in small private aircraft and dropped at certain locations. And unfortunately, these two teenage boys ran up on that operation while it was happening. (laughs) Wasn't she the mother of one of the boys killed? Yes, well, she didn't write it, but the book was written about her. As a matter of fact, the person who wrote it was actually a reporter in uh, Arkansas at that time, if I'm not mistaken. But that mother, uh, recently, as uh, just a few years ago, I think 97, uh, I mean 2007, as recently as 2007, she tried again to bring a federal lawsuit to have that looked into, and it was refused and when the courts refuse to hear a case, uh, there's a cover-up somewhere, folks. Yeah. I would think so. I would think so. Not only that, didn't Clinton uh, take money from the Chinese during uh, one of his re-elections, or one of, during his re-election, and also give them some pretty sensitive secrets about missile launch codes or some such? Big yeah, time. he gave them uh, not launch codes, but he gave them uh, uh, actual uh trajectory uh intel as to uh you know as guidance systems and what have you he gave it to them and he also gave them long beach california if you remember that and he got some large uh, contributions and that was called china gate uh and that too has been swept under hillary clinton's uh rug and and that would meet the threshold of treason would it not Oh, well, guys, I tell you what, having lived in Arkansas for three years, let me tell you something. Uh, The uh, China pretty well controls most of that state anyway. Yeah. Good heavens. Gentlemen. Yeah, go ahead. Hello. Gentlemen. Yeah, go ahead. I I wasn't sure you were referring to me. I'm... I haven't called before, um, and I want to. My name is Gary, You're and welcome. I want. First of all, I'm sorry. Welcome. I uh, I'm uh, I want to compliment all three of you on your work, um, uh, Mr. Gaddy. I have uh, had some email correspondence with you, um, and uh, Robert, you're wonderful. You were particularly excellent uh, on on Sunday. Uh, in in part, I'm calling uh, to see how the system works since I only use a landline. So I thank you for that. Uh, and, but second of all, I, I, I want to say that so far as I can see, the, uh, the takedown of the, or takeover of the government, the totalitarian state has already started. Um, and, and so the, the battle seems to me to be primarily spiritual at this point point because it seems to me the country's been taken down 
Pretty much. Yeah. Well, Gary, I, Gary, I couldn't agree with you more, and I have written on several occasions that without divine intervention, this uh, experiment in liberty has uh, is long dead. Yep. My, my sense at this point is even with, uh, and I believe in providence, uh, but even with providence, the, the, the whole structure of the nation from its inception, and I've learned this from you, I have to say, Mr. Gaddy, I'm just, uh, I've only come across you very recently, and, and you've taken the scales away from my eyes, so my great compliments to you, but it, it strikes me that the entire enterprise was flawed from the beginning, and 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 so the, this is a nation that um, this is a nation that shouldn't stand because the nation should have been the states. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, mm-hmm. agree. Yep, without a doubt. Um, I, I wonder, Mr. Gaddy, if you would mind if I sent you an email just to tell you uh, who I am and introduce myself. I, I came across you through. Uh, following Daryl Wayne and ended up on uh, uh, listening to Roger's sales show and and have committed myself to that fully, but I'm at a total impasse now. And I can't speak on that show at all because his technology doesn't allow it. Um, uh, But as I say, I'm so incredibly impressed. And I I will anecdotally tell you that that, uh, I won't wear... I really can't wear a, a, a mask, but I won't wear one. And so far, I haven't been rejected anywhere. Although when I'm walking on the street, it's amazing how many people, especially white folks of my age, will avoid me like the plague. <laughs> it's, it's, it's breathtaking to me. You want to take that as a compliment, Gary, because they're probably idiots anyway, so I wouldn't think you'd want to be with them at any rate. So they're exactly. doing you a favor by me. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I think that's harsh. One of one of the things that um, that that strikes me as um, I, I hope I'm a Christian. Of course, it takes my Savior to make that determination at Judgment Time. But I I I have been an atheist all my life, and have only very recently converted. I was baptized on June the thirtieth of uh, 2016, um, and and I I think as a for Christians to be critical of other folks because they've been lied to and poisoned and dumbed down is is really not a good way to be. Again, I mean no disrespect to you. I have immense respect for you. But it seems to me that we're, we're if, if we condemn folks of, of my age and Mr. Gaddy's age, uh, and I don't, I don't know your age, uh, 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 we're in essence condemning our posterity because the, our, our children have been poisoned. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, you are right. Physically and spiritually, and every every way to look at it, and I agree with you. I appreciate your uh, well, your I, outlook I, on I, that, uh, the Christian I, I standpoint. If, if we are not critical being of, of harsh. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. Go ahead. If 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 we're critical of our children who have have literally been poisoned in the food and water supply, literally been poisoned through the media. And literally been poisoned through the healthcare system. That uh, you, you, Jim, are very critical of the healthcare system, and I'll tell you, I'm a part of that healthcare system, and it's worse than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> I'm on the faculty at a university 
that is central to this whole thing, and it, it is worse than you could possibly conceive. So, and when I say that as an insight, okay, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know it. And, and so uh, to, to digress slightly, which is a word I hate, having listened to so many talk shows, but I, I think lots of times when people are critical of, of allopathic medicine, um, uh, they're criticizing it without knowing anything about it. Um, and, and I don't think that serves people very well either. Uh, what, what we can say for sure is because the information is contradictory, uh, it, it's back and forth, then it's all a fraud. It, I mean, anybody with two brain cells to put together, so I'm doing what I just criticized you for doing, um, <laughs> can see that these folks are liars. They are of their father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I, I'm the first to admit, you know, all forms of medicine, including allopathic medicine, have their place. You know, I say that all the time. Um, the trouble is, is where most of those forms stay within the area that they're designed for. Allopathic medicine tries to step out of where it's, you know, its wheelhouse, which is, you know, trauma basically, uh, surgery when absolutely necessary, and a handful of infectious diseases. And they try to present themselves as the be-all, end-all, we cover everything. They're trying to be all things to all people, which they cannot possibly be. And as a result, millions of people die every year as a result of contact with, with MDs. And it shouldn't be that well, way, not, and it didn't used to be that way. It's not that they die, it's that they're murdered. Yeah, exactly. Death by medicine. Okay, and again, I, uh, I agree with what you're saying, but what I'm saying is the problem is so deep mm-hmm. that it, it, the, the, the entire structure of the institution, rather like the entire institutional churches, have been so rotted that they, they need yeah. to be done away with. Yeah. Anyways, I, I will. I, I don't want to take too much time. I thank all three of you so much, uh, and God bless all three of you. And uh, Gary, one other thank thing: you, uh, if you would go to my website and click the contact me button, send me an email, and I'll send you information on how you can call into Roger's show. Uh, even yeah. with his new Jitsi system, there is a dial-in number that you can use from a phone. So <laughs> I'll get that I information to you, and that way you can partake of his show as well. Yeah. I, I can't use it because I'm on a landline, and to sign into Jitsi, you have to have a camera and no. and a, 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 a microphone. No, no, and, no, no. You I can call in from a landline. I can't do that. You can call in from a landline. You don't need any of those things. I, I tried it today. It didn't work. You went through all the numbers and everything, and it still didn't put you through? I got the numbers. I heard the show fine. And, and at, at the after the show was over, and, and they were still speaking... I spoke and nobody heard me. Either that or they were wise enough not to listen. Either that yeah. or somehow uh, or another, um, either you may have gotten muted accidentally, either by yourself or someone in the system, because the guys that are on the web browsers can mute people, and they may have accidentally done that. Um, I honestly don't know about that. They, they would have had wisdom to do have done that i i, I will uh, be happy to send you an email and michael i'm going to send you uh an email just to, to confirm who i am uh thank you so very very much and i'll simply listen to the rest of the show and i apologize for taking so much oh, time. no problem thanks so much sure. for being here welcome calling anytime yeah thank you, thank you. Yeah. 
So, let's see here. <laughs> hey, Jim. Yes, sir. I know that you probably had this planned anyway, but I, I wanted to uh, just uh, reinforce uh, that uh, last uh, thing that I sent you. Would you post that on your website as well? Yeah. Because so many so many people have said over and over again the Supreme Court has never ruled on this natural-born citizen, and that is categorically false. Yeah, like you said, uh, Wong Kim Ark and uh, um, trying to remember the other one, um, shoot, the slave case. Uh, shoot, what, what, what was that? Yeah, uh, Dred Scott. Dred Scott. Yeah, um, definitely those were rulings, and they covered that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I will definitely put that in the show description and uh, so people can get the information themselves. That was a great uh, thing. I, I only had time to glance over it, but everything I was seeing, it was uh, very strong. And that uh, thing from Publius Holder that I sent you last night pretty much said, you know, not quite as in-depth as far as the court cases go, but uh, they looked into um, uh, uh, Vitell's Law of Nations and uh, pretty much said the same thing. You've got to be born of two citizens in order to be a natural-born citizen. You know, just being born here uh, doesn't cut it. And that's the problem with Kamala Harris. Neither of her parents were citizens. They were both from other countries. And even, uh, I think Rogers actually found some information that shows that today Kamala Harris could go to uh, Jamaica and get a seat in Parliament and actually run for president. (laughs) Uh, Just based on what she has blood from her father. No, I guess India is a little more uh, uh, tight on their recommend or uh, dealings. But, um, you know, the fact that she could possibly have uh, mixed uh, allegiances, that's the, the thing. You know, if you have the ability to uh, go somewhere else and, and have authority in a country, that kind of, uh, you know, if we ever got into some kind of a piss and match with Jamaica, she could have mixed allegiances. And that would not be a good thing. It's just like Obama and his Muslim standing. You know, if we ever go to fight, well, I'll be on the side of the Muslims. Uh, well, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> You know, not good. So uh, she's definitely not qualified, and I would love to see, you know, I'm going to start putting it all over Facebook and all over my website and wherever I can. You know, she's not qualified. Raise the stink. Well, well, Jim, uh, also, if I may, uh, tonight I'm having on uh, my uh, talk radio show with Terry Dodd uh, on uh, Blog Talk Radio, we have a prominent uh, attorney in that field coming on our show tonight. His name is Mario Apuzo, and he has written extensively on this and probably is one of the best experts on natural-born citizens in the country today. And uh, so we will be interviewing him for 90 minutes tonight if uh, anyone would like to tune in, and that is at Blog Talk Radio, and it's called, uh, you know, Handling the Truth. And what time is that one, Mike? It is 8 o'clock Eastern. Okay. I'm going to set my my alarm. <laughs> That's the only way I can do it. I have to, I have to put it on my watch. <laughs> you know, it, it will beep at me and remind me. You know, before I was doing the things on my phone, and I keep my phone on Do Not Disturb, and apparently when that happens, it doesn't ring or say anything when my uh, alarms go off. I didn't realize that. So uh, I'll have to put it on my on my watch, but I will try and tune. But I think it will be real interesting, not because of anything I'll have to say, but uh, uh, we have had some uh, preliminary text conversations, and uh, he is uh, 
quite interested in uh, my take on the uh, uh, Constitution of 1787 and some of the wording and how it was misworded and misrepresented. And he's very interested in that. So uh, we're really going to touch on that uh, natural born citizen, though. I think that is the, uh, the primary thing we'll be doing tonight. Now, is there also a way to um, get a link for a replay of that? Because I would like to post that on my Facebook pages uh, for other people to hear. Sure. Uh, as a matter of fact, once the show is complete, Jim, I'll send you that link. Okay, great. Fantastic. Because uh, I would love to spread that far and wide. You know, People need to be aware that this is being done to us over and over and over again. And you're right. I, you know, The Republican Party really screwed the pooch in 2016. They should have been on well, that thanks. and said, you know, as much as we like you, you can't run. Simple as that. They should have what, been the better men the, above board, and you know, and basically stopped it with with uh, Rubio and Cruz. And they, when they didn't, they basically put us in a position where you know, you guys let it go, so we can let it go. You know, and that's just well, look at the moral, look at the moral high ground, Jim, that the Republican Party would have today had they taken that step. Yeah, definitely. Look at look. At, Look at what they could come out publicly and say about Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. And I, I do believe, had they taken that step, I do believe it would have been influential in this election. Yeah. You know, if they'd taken that step, then they would have said, look, we are purging our people. We're policing our ranks. You guys need to do the same thing. And, you know, they won't. But at least at that point, that gives us the position where we can do it for them and say, look, you know, we're not playing that game. And unfortunately, because it's just Communist Party A, Communist Party B, and we're both running for the cliff, it's just the Dems are going at 100 miles an hour and we're going at 50. Uh, that's the sad part. And I would like to think that the Republican Party would be a little bit more above board, but, you know, it, to them, the ends justify the means, unfortunately. And uh, it would be well, nice to see some people yeah. in there that would change that. If I may, I would like to bring out another uh, piece of hypocrisy that I believe that the Republicans could have helped themselves. Definitely. You've got Kasich now who has turned full-blown Democrat. <laughs> yeah. Why, why didn't the Republicans in 2016, when he was a candidate for president, why didn't the Republicans point out that he was funded by George Soros? Good question. I wasn't aware of it. But it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, that explains well, a, big, most, a big part as to why was. I'm assuming that the same is true with Colin Powell and some of the other turncoats. Um, the first thing that went through my mind is how much does Soros or somebody pay them to come over and speak at the Democratic Convention? Well, if you will remember the 2016 uh, election season, uh, campaign season, Kasich stayed in the campaign uh, just to uh, bedevil Trump late into the uh, contest, and right. that was all Soros's money. Ah. Not surprising. Yeah, I have not been a fan of Kasich. I've actually got a picture of him on my wall back in 1990 or 1988, a buddy of mine and I, both from the police department I worked at, went to Washington, D.C., lobbying for the Second Amendment. We were in Kasich's office, and back then he was decent, and or as decent as you could expect. And uh, 
you know, we got our pictures taken with him. And I got it back and got it signed by him and all this other stuff. But I'll tell you what, I'm to the point now where I want to just run that thing through a shredder. And I'd like to attach I a just like lock it of a his hair to it first. <laughs> what was that? I'd just make, make it a bullseye. Yeah, that's the other thing. I'll tell you what, it just makes me sick. I look at that picture and I just want to puke. But it's history. I'm not going to tear down statues just because I don't like, you know, what other people think they stand for. (laughs) Uh, I agree with with that totally. But see, here, again, is where I do not believe there is a great deal of difference at all between the two political parties. The only thing, they, they pretend to be adversarial. And, uh, you know, there was a, a preacher that was uh, Stonewall Jackson's chief of staff who wrote probably the best description of Republicans uh, uh, over 100 years ago uh, that just he said Republicans are basically just like Democrats, or he called them conservatives at that time. He said they're just like Democrats because when the Democrats come out with something, the Republicans will oppose it and oppose it to get elected. And then five years later, they will be voting for the same thing they opposed five years previous. Yep. You know, and that's the thing. If 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 uh, there is a Republican sweep in in November, which is entirely possible, you know, if they get rid of Pelosi and company and they take the House back and maintain the Senate and keep Trump in the White House, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't know what kind of excuse they're going to have for not doing all the things that ought to be done. You know, to improve things. Well, what excuse? What excuse did they have in 2017, Jim? Because right. they controlled. Yeah, they did control they everything it until then. 18. <laughs> That's right. You know, they they got to have the other side there to to you know the the each the the Republicans need the Democrats and the Democrats need the Republicans, so they have a boogeyman, and it justifies them not getting anything done, or you know. The thing that, you know, the only thing I'm worried about is just not screwing us, you know, and hopefully that's the one nice thing about gridlock. You know, when they have uh, different people controlling the House and the Senate, it makes it a little bit more difficult for, um, you know, and especially uh, with the president like ours currently, makes it difficult for him to do anything bad to us because somewhere somebody's going to, you know, get in the way of it just because it's not their side and not their time that yet. Uh, but Well, Jim, I have... I have drawn the analogy of uh, politics to being exactly like professional wrestling. They pretend to hate each other and they go through all of these machinations and all of these yelling and screaming and everything else. But if you've ever been in Washington, D.C., if you've ever gone to watch Congress in operation, uh, you know, I watched the hearings on Barney Frank. I think it was 88. I watched those hearings on the ethics committee and he was running a male house of prostitution, uh, even using uh, congressional letterhead. Uh, he had violated so many ethics, even by even, uh, advertising in the newspaper in Washington, DC for uh, gay homeless for gay, uh, prostitutes. And all of this was documented and all of it was proven and everyone on the Republican side, he was a Democrat naturally, and everyone on the Republican side in that ethics committee sat there and didn't say a word. The only person who stood up and condemned him for what he had done was Bob Dornan of California. They called him B1 Bob. 
and he condemned him, and Bob was defeated in the next election in California uh, by uh, uh, illegal means. So you don't go against the machine. I don't care which party you're on. You go against the machine, you're done. Yep. And that's uh, that brings up something that's interesting. Uh, Laura Loomer, who is a uh, outspoken advocate for freedom and, and that kind of stuff, is running, I think, in down in Florida. And uh, even though she's running as a Republican, the Republican Party was throwing stuff in her way, actually throwing out fake poll numbers and all kinds of stuff to try and derail her candidacy. And she apparently won her uh, 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 primary in a, with a landslide. And uh, now she's hoping to, you know, win against her Democratic opponent. And, you know, but you can bet if she gets to D.C., She'll be persona non grata if she doesn't play the game with those turkeys. She said, you know, I'm running as a Republican, but I'm here for the American people, not to support the Republican Party. And uh, those kind of words are the kind of thing that gets a part in your person messed with, if not, you know, dead. Well, Jim, look yeah. what the uh, Republican Party did to Ron Paul in 2008 and 2012. Yeah, Dr. Uh, no. <laughs> the, thing, the things that... The things they pulled in 2012 were just absolutely unreal in Florida. I mean, they actually, the Republican Party got the Ron Paul delegates on a bus and took them across the bridge to uh, uh, to uh, either to Tampa or St. Petersburg, whichever one it was, and took them across the uh, bridge on a bus and said it was an accident so that they weren't there to vote on uh, committee rules. <laughs> I, I mean, they're corrupt. They're corrupt in their in themselves. And in yeah. 2008, I, I personally saw the uh, Republican convention, state convention in uh, Denver, and I saw how the John McCain people just absolutely trashed Ron Paul's candidates, wouldn't let them speak and everything else. It's incredible. The, the party, the Republican Party is as corrupt internally as the Democratic Party. They're just adversarial because it's a soap opera. Mm hmm. It's, uh, I, I forget who it was. Maybe it was Erwin Schiff. He was saying, you know, uh, they fight in public, they fight against themselves, but actually it's their crap game. And if anyone from outside threatens the crap game, then they're fighting side by side against whoever it is that's threatening their deal. And that's basically what's going on with Trump. You know, even even though they supposedly support Trump or the Republicans are, or at least they are more now than they were supposedly anyway on their face uh than when he got elected but um you know truth be told there's there's most of the republican uh brand you know people in congress don't want anything to do with him either they don't want him there but uh, they have to play nice because he's an r and he's you know got the people's support but um they don't want him there you can bet that's the case because he's upsetting the apple cart and they they can't control him Well, it's sad. It really, it really mm -hmm. is that this country has has dropped to this level. But uh, I've got a uh, class of folks, or you know, six or eight people who are truly very interested, and we are doing uh, deep studies on uh, what happened from 1781 to 1787 and what brought about the Constitution of the United States and, and the trashing of the Articles of Confederation. I mean. We are going very, very deep. And, uh, you know, it, it's really fun uh, that I have six people that care that much that they really want to know. Yeah, definitely.
in this day, it's hard to find people. You know, I, um, I've got a new video that I posted on my website last night because it's called Indoctr- Pandemic t- Plandemic 2, Indoctrination. And it was just released yesterday, and it's already being attacked and taken down and all this kind of stuff. But it deals with the, you know, who was behind everything with this coronavirus. And it goes back 20 years easy. But Fauci was involved, of course. And, you know, the interesting thing, Fauci made the prediction in 2017 that Trump's administration was going to have a, a pandemic that it was going to have to deal with. And if he was so aware of this and made that prediction, why didn't he ever do anything to make sure that we had what we need to deal with it? <laughs> you know, it's interesting how, you you know, these people, you know, put this stuff together. They, they make their predictions that they know is going to happen because they're the ones behind it. And then, of course, they don't do anything to help uh, mitigate the situation. They just let everything turn to crap so that they can step in and, oh, well, I'm the savior because I've got this drug called remdesivir or this, uh, you know, vaccine. And don't pay any attention to those drugs that really work that don't cost anything uh, because we'll we'll badmouth them so you don't use them and find out that you can beat this whole thing with, uh, you know, cent pennies on the dollar. You know, it's insane. But for anybody that wants to view that video, it's on the it's on my website. It will not be taken down from there unless I do it. Uh, and I don't see myself doing that anytime soon unless I run out of space for other things. But uh, it's called Plandemic 2 Indoctrination. Ooh, got the garbage guys outside picking up. They hope my mic isn't picking that up. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, there's it's crazy. But it's nice to see that there are people that want to learn about these things. And I'm actually thinking about starting up, you know, I used to have a thing called God and Country class at the church I used to go to. And I'm thinking about starting it up at my current one. And where we start airing videos and doing some study into this kind of stuff and being a little active on things and see if it uh, kind of gets things going. But, you know, people need to start doing stuff rather than just sitting there looking and scratching their head and being keyboard commandos. Um, we need to actually take action. But before I forget, because we're running, we're down to the last nine minutes or so, Mike's got two websites. First is embracingtheobvious.com. And the second one is rebelmadman.com. They're both uh, in the links page on my website. So if you forget it and you didn't have time to write it down, just go to my site, click on the links tab, scroll down, and you'll see the uh, images and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, Mike, you've got uh, your show on Blog Talk and you've got your shows on Revolution Radio. Why don't you tell people again how they can hear those? All right. Uh, Revolution Radio, You can it's uh, on uh, Sundays from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's called Addicted to Our Own Destruction, uh, and you can go to freedomslips.com, uh, one word, and uh, tune in to Studio A, and it's on there, and Thursday nights at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, I have on Blog Talk Radio, I uh, am on there with a good friend of mine, Terry Dodd, and uh, we uh, do a show called Handling the Truth, and it's a 90-minute show. And uh, we try to have some interesting guests. And uh, Robert had the chance to uh, to have some dialogue with Terry. I'm interested. Uh, and Terry said he really enjoyed it. So uh, I'm interested in getting us all back on there again, Jim. And uh, hope hopefully this time uh, we can get alarm loud enough to wake you up. <laughs> and uh, by the way, the uh, the Sunday night show is also available on TuneIn. Uh, so you, you know anybody that's on there and. Um, 
is uh, is a week from Sunday good for you? Because I think, Robert, you're working this Sunday, aren't you? You are correct. So uh, in a week from Sunday, which would be the, let me see here, um, that would be the 30th, Probably if I'm not mistaken. September, right? What's that? Nope. Nope, we'd be the 30th of August. Would that work for you? Oh, okay. Uh, let me check with my producer, and I'll get back with both of you guys on okay. Skype. Yeah, let me know okay. or let us know, and I'll set my alarm accordingly. <laughs> I'll make sure I'm there this time. <laughs> I, I feel terrible because I was really looking forward to it. I haven't told my hey, wife well, on, on Saturday. I said, tomorrow night i got to be on a radio show for two hours at 6 o'clock. And darned if I didn't just flat veg out and forget the whole thing come uh, Sunday. But, well, don't uh, apologize for being human, Jim. Yeah, Why not? <sighs> Well, Robert and I, Robert and I said that we're going to start calling you about noon on the Sunday that you're supposed to be on there. there we're going go. to take turns calling you about every ten minutes. The only yeah. problem is, like I see, I keep my phone on do not disturb most of the time. <laughs> what I'll have to do is program your numbers in so they ring through. That's what I'll do. Because <laughs> otherwise, it'll just go straight to voicemail and it'll be banging your heads against the wall. <laughs> yeah, we know that, Jim. We tried that Sunday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so the next day I'm in the shower thinking, oh, man, I forgot the show last night. <laughs> oh, good grief. I just, I hate that. Well, you were missed. Oh, man. I wanted to be there so bad, too. I was really looking forward to it. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah. I think the alarm will do it this time. I'll make sure that my watch always, you know, it always gets me. So that should well, be the fix. Robert, Robert did yeoman duty, Jim. Robert was great. I can just imagine. I can see Robert stepping up and handling things all by himself. You know, because we don't even need that dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I just yeah. Yeah, Robert's a good guy. I really appreciate him. One of these days, I can't wait to meet him. <laughs> Same with you, Mike. Yeah, I've said I've said the same thing many times. Thank yep. goodness I got to meet old Daryl Wayne, and uh, we've uh, we've gotten to see each other on a couple of occasions. Yes, you have. Yep. Well, if the crap Georgia. hits the fan, Daryl's going to need support down at his place. I think everybody's going to head his way. He says, as long as you bring stuff with you, it's okay. If you, if you show up empty-handed, you're going to get turned away, and he's got a good pump shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. So within the last day or two, he said that. Yeah. So that's good to know. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. He was here two weeks ago on the weekend, and he and I talked into the wee hours of the morning, and uh, – uh, I just, I really, really do uh, like that guy. I appreciate him a lot. He's uh, he's a real treasure for America. Oh, I'll tell you. You know, if if I got together, I'd just sit there and listen to him. The guy is so intelligent, and he knows so much stuff. It's just amazing. Uh, yeah. Man. He does. He is one of the most intelligent guys I've ever come across. I'll tell you what. America needs, you know, 300 million like him. <laughs> We'd be a whole lot better shape. <laughs> oh boy! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! We need some women, Jim. We need some women. Okay. Well, you know, I I didn't I didn't differentiate. There can be women like them too, sort of. You know, the same mindset. <laughs> 150 M and well, 150 I would F. Take, I would take that, yeah. <laughs> oh, Michael, you're in northern Georgia, aren't you? What's that? Uh, actually, central central Georgia. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Shoot. 
I'm about an hour, hour and 10, hour and 15 minutes south of Atlanta. South of Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, I can picture that. I can picture that. So we are in agreement that Kamala Harris isn't qualified. <laughs> oh, there's no on the, way. Yeah. yeah, on the front page of the newspaper, it was talking about her uh, accepting the nomination or whatever last night. It said, her, the daughter of a Indian immigrant. Well, yeah. if she was an immigrant, that means she, she wasn't a citizen. And if she wasn't, then Kamala can't be either. So there it is right there yeah. in their own work. No, neither of them had uh, neither of them had been naturalized or anything. I don't even know if they had green cards. They were they were here going to school in California, and um, met at some kind of Democrat, you know, socialist, you know, whatever it was. And uh, but neither of them were citizens, not even naturalized. And that being said, there's well, no way guy, she could be natural born. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but was. Cruz even born in the United States? Wasn't he born in Canada? That's my understanding. He was born in Canada. And, um, you know, I, I, I really have to do some digging to see the whole story. But from everything I can tell, it didn't sound like he qualified either. Well, our attorney for Anapuzo is going to be on tonight. He was very adamant uh, back in 2016 that neither Rubio nor Cruz were eligible to run for president. And, and, you know, and then he got trashed by the Republicans for saying so. Mm -hmm. If you can get him to give the actual details of what the, you know, how lay it out, how it was that those were, that that was the case, it would be wonderful. I would like to, you know, hear the the story straight out. But, uh, yeah, it's my understanding Cruz was born in Canada and his father, I think, was not American or something like that. You know, forget what the whole story was. Right. I thought his father was a Canadian citizen. It's possible. It's Canadian or... Could, I could um, be wrong. You know, yeah. Don't know. Well, Either. anyway, he wasn't, he wasn't eligible. And, uh, Jim, if you would like, I'd be happy to ask Mr. Apuzo if he would like to come on your show sometime. I was gonna, I was thinking about that a little while ago. It would be fun to have uh, all have you both on at the same time. That would be great. But, uh, yeah, I would love it, you know, especially sometime in the next month or two so we can discuss it before the election. That would be great. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. October would be a great time before the uh, everybody does their mail-in ballot. October would be a great time to do that. I uh, I brought up the analogy on Facebook this week about uh, how the Federalists used the postal system to shut down the anti-Federalist writings back in 1788. But... Uh, Unfortunately, there weren't enough people who knew enough history to understand the correlation. What about now? <laughs> <laughs> it's even worse now. <laughs> history, what's that? <laughs> well, uh, actually, in 1788, George Washington actually fired the uh, Postmaster General for tampering. Oh, man. Well, I hate. we're going to have to save that one for next week. <laughs> We're out of time, guys. Thanks so much for being here. It's gone by so fast. Hey, thanks, and, uh, guys. Take care. You too. Take care. Everybody take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. We'll be back live on Monday, and we'll see you then. Woo.